Welcome to Real Talk, Real Women, Breaking the Silence Around Abuse. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and if you are not subscribed to this channel yet, go immediately on gemmasgem.substack.com. Today we are going to talk about transcending fear to rise above a warrior's journey, welcoming Cynthia and Sinas Concordia. She has been in an abusive relationship with her husband for 23 years. It was her fear that kept her in this relationship. Afraid of what other people would say, afraid that she was not committed to her marriage vow, afraid that she would be judged and rejected. However, after his two restraining orders, he died of a massive cardiac arrest being blocked off by his family as she was blamed for his death. She was in her dark bubble for six years and was living a miserable life because of fear again, but had to make a shift so that her children may experience and appreciate what life really is. So you can see here, self-awareness. A graduate from the De La Salle University with a bachelor's degree on AB Psychology and BSc in Business Management. She has worked for different companies and organizations, which made her realize the importance of human connection and knowledge sharing. The two international organizations, Asian Development Bank and the World Bank, widen her perspective about life. That is the benefit of working with colleagues from different countries around the globe. Her last six years before she retired as an HR analyst at the World Bank and in the HR department was her dream come true. After she retired, she found something missing in her life and it was her purpose. She has discovered that her life experiences can truly help others, especially those who are stuck and afraid to go out of their comfort zone to make the change in their lives. She was in that situation and wants to inspire the abused woman, most especially, that there is a truly a light at the end of the tunnel and lives a life they love. Given the remaining years of their life here on earth, there is still time to live life to the fullest and enjoy what life has to offer. She is the founder and CEO of Dream to Rise LLC, which started last September 2020. Her vision is to spread sunshine and happiness to the people she meets, so, then, so this may create a ripple effect. She only wants to see peace, kindness, compassion, and love here on earth. Her passion to spread light paves the way to be a life coach published a book, My Journey into Becoming, started her mastermind group, Dream to Rise Inner Circle, and launched even her podcast. She helps women and men from 25 to 65 years of age who are struggling with their own blockages and limiting beliefs that stop them from moving forward to manifest their dreams. Her clients who have gone through her programs are now living their purpose and living the life they love. She just wants to share her message to the world that life is great. Do not waste your time doubting, 
worrying or being afraid of what the future will offer you. You deserve to be happy. Cynthia, it is such an honor to have you here with us today. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much, Gemma. It's an honor to be a part of your podcast and uh, for, the, for giving me this opportunity to share my message to the world. It is so important. It's timely. It's timely. <laughs> We need that kind of conversation to elevate the highest number. Our mm. listeners, the people who watch us, the people who read us, the people who can connect with us are being enlightened by our stories inspired to push through and know there is light on the other side, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, yes. All right, Cynthia. We said that you have spent 23 years in an abusive marriage that ended up with a cardiac arrest and then with six years in your bubble of fear. Can you tell us what kind of abuse you experienced during your life? Actually, it covered um, physical, mental, uh, mental and emotional, verbal abuse and emotional. Um, there are instances when I was still back home. My, my daughter, when it started, no, when my, sis, my daughter was only five months old, we only see each other once a week. And because he's a veterinarian and he visits, uh, he's a poultry consultant. So he goes to the provinces. But whenever we see each other on weekends, it's, it just ends up in arguments instead of really cherishing that time together for only once a week. And the first one was, uh, well, actually, before our marriage, there was already some kind of control. No? But I let go of that because in our culture, Once you have your boyfriend, he's already your, your husband. So I didn't get the chance to really have other boyfriends. So I was committed to, to be with him. So the first just thing... To, just to clarify something, because people are listening to you, but they do not all see you. What is your culture? What is your origin? What country are we talking about? I'm from the Philippines. Thank you. I'm, yes, thank you. And there were very religious, Catholic uh, religion. And um, that's the thing is we are afraid of what other people would say. They might judge us. No. And um, going back to the first instance where I've decided to, to run away. I, my, my daughter was only five months old and we had an argument and he was trying to push me on the stairs while I was at the stairs. And I'm glad that I was able to hold on. And then um, I tried picking up my daughter, but he grabbed my daughter immediately. So I, I, I told him that I brought my nanny. We used to have a nanny and I, okay, I cannot stand it anymore. I, I went to my sister's place, but unfortunately my daughter was there. And uh, my, I had a talk with my mom. You just got married and now this is happening. Why won't you just talk it over? So probably during that time when we got married, uh, my relay, we usually have this ego thing in us. 
I was young and hey, if he did this to me, I have to do this and so on. We were, I was not that matured yet. But uh, after a while, we were, we were able to communicate and discuss these things. It, uh, we got back together. And then when I, that was the time when I convinced him, convinced him to come here and migrate to the United States so that, uh, well, to give better opportunities for our children, but at the same time to really work on our relationship. Because uh, probably it is the time, the quality time, the bonding time that we are missing. So I thought it would turn out to be that way, the, a, a, a beautiful uh, relationship coming here. But it turned out to be the other way. He had uh, two restraining orders. The first one was um, he hit me while I was driving. I told him that, um, because I, I'm not that good or uh, confident in driving. So I knew we moved to a new house from an apartment to a house. And I was asking him if he could accompany me. We we're going to the dentist so that uh, I have this moral support. But when I was, while I was driving, he told me, turn right. And I, I told him, may I use the road which I used to remember so that I'll be able to see if I could still remember it. So he got mad at me and then he just boxed me here. So while I told, because I've been during our, our while we were leaving, there are other instances which happened, but I told myself, this is it. I saw some firefighters who were hanging out outside the fire station while we were driving. And I just pulled over and I asked for help. And I told them um, I was hit by my, my husband. So they asked my husband to just stay inside the van while they called the police officer. So I initiated the call. But when I saw my husband being handcuffed, my, my heart was really crying and aching. Because it is a culture shock here. In the Philippines, there were no laws or other programs that would protect the abused women, abused wives and children. But when we moved here, they're very serious in terms of this kind of, uh, uh, it's, like, uh, it's like a criminal offense already. So when I saw him, I was really asking uh, what's this? Asking the police officer if we could just withdraw. Because, um, and then he said, no. Once you report it, it's now the state against the, 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 the one who's uh, being accused. So uh, it was hard for me. I felt bad because I love my husband. I truly love my husband. But it's just that there comes a point that, wow, oh, I, I, I've reached my limit and I couldn't take it anymore. So that was the time wherein I even helped the prosecutor to lower down the, char the charges because, uh, and then 
he just attended anger management and um, meet a psychologist. But after 10 years or 11 years, he because before that, we had the marriage counseling with the priest as well. So I told him that if you again touch me or hit me, I will, it will be the end of our marriage. And I was kind of firm about that. But, and so now during that another 10 year period, he was, there was always the time we're in, we would eat so happy, sharing stories and suddenly he would just shout. And the three of us, my children and I, would just look at each other, what happened? And I told, I, I told, we told, we always, we, we just tell ourselves, I, me, I don't know. And then we're all just at, at awe and at surprise. So one time when my son was, um, had his back-to-back -back soccer game, he, he was tired. We got, we got home. They had lunch while I had to pick up my daughter from from work because she works in a retail store. She had to work overnight to change the, the the design of the store. So when she got back, she said um, to her to her brother, well, "Is it possible if you could cook rice for me?" And then my my son said, uh, "She didn't. He didn't act. Huh? He didn't." Uh, do anything, so he just stayed lying on the couch. And then my husband said, didn't you hear your sister ask you for a favor? Uh, oh, okay, okay. So he was, you know, he was just first year or second year high school. So he was mumbling while doing, going up to the kitchen, and then cooked rice. So while we were eating, my daughter and I, I just heard shouting from the basement. And it was, and I, I just ran, and then I saw my husband hitting my son continuously. So I pulled my husband and then asked my son, please go and lock yourself in, um, inside your room. And then he kept on following him. And my daughter was, um, when he heard about the commotion, he, she asked me, mom, could you take me to the ER? Because I, I'm having difficulty breathing because of the commotion. So now my, my son heard about that. He peeped and then was, was worried about his sister. And here comes my husband trying to run after him to hit him again. So I go into the, up to the bedroom. So I pulled him again and I asked the children, please go to the van. And then we all ran, I got the key. And then I told him, I have to take the children to the hospital. So, and he tried to push me and my daughter, and then he tried to hit me, but uh, I was able to um, get away from that uh, hit. So that was the time when uh, I, after the hospital's visit, I just stayed with my sister's place, at my sister's place. And it was my daughter who initiated the call at about 11 in the evening, 11.30. After the call, I saw her crying, crying so hard because it was hard for a daughter to report her dad. 
and I know how I how it feels because we love him so much. And it was my son who requested for a two-year permanent restraining order. So it shows the impact of his behavior to the family. Their grades went really dropped down. The, the grades went were very low. They didn't have any motivation to study. Whenever they see the car of their dad at the driveway, they would tell me, Mom, we have an assignment. We have to stay to our class. Um, I have to to stay with my classmate and it was it was only late when I found out that they were just trying to avoid to see their dad. Um, but during the two year restraining order, I kept on reminding the children that, hey, your dad really loves you and would like to connect with you. I We all love him. We, we It's just a matter of Hey, reminding him that what you're doing is not correct. Uh, it's just like something we, sometimes we need a path to, uh, or something to hit us that, hey, uh, look at, um, get to, uh, go to your, uh, I mean, look at what you're doing. It's not making any sense and it's really impacting negatively the children. So it's just like a wake up call for him. And, but then, um, I was delighted when my children in, invited him to attend their graduation college for my daughter and high school for my son. That means forgiveness is taking place at, in a, within the family. But after four months, uh, I received a call from a police officer say at, that was two o'clock in the afternoon preparing for our dinner meal for our dinner. And then he told me that, hey, um, excuse me, is this Mrs. Concordia? Yes, may I help you? Uh, this is pro uh, police officer so-and-so. No, I forgot his name. And then he, and then, yes, uh, what happened? So I was worried about my children. And then he said, um, it's about your husband. Why? What happened? Uh, he's at the ER and uh, he asked me to be there. And I told him, I won't leave this place until you tell me what happened to him. No, just come to the ER. So I, and, and I asked, is he conscious or unconscious? He's unconscious. So I immediately called my, my daughter, ran to the hospital. We both arrived at the same time. And then we were, we were approached by the head nurse and the ER physician. And they told me, the ER physician told me, we were brought to the family room. He told me that, I'm sorry, we tried to save your husband. Um, and it took us 20 minutes to try to revive him. And it is very rare that we extend 20 minutes to revive a person. So when I asked them, could you accompany me to him? When I was about to enter that ER, the trauma room, I saw a lifeless body with a tube in his mouth. And I, it, I felt the world just crashed on me. I, I, my heart was beating so fast. And then when I approached him, I asked why, why did this happen? And 
because I was really hoping that we will get back together. And I cried so hard, not because he left us, but he left us not communicating. We were not able to resolve our issues. We were not able to forgive each other. And it was that time that um, when I tried reaching out also to the family members before the wake. But it was so hard because my daughter and I, were, we were there to settle things. But we felt that we were on a, what's this, firing squad. Um, they blamed us for what happened because they were saying that he had no history in terms of heart problems and he died of a massive cardiac arrest. It was because of the stress given to him during that restraining order. So that was the time when I, 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 I was already in my dark bubble for two years during the restraining order and it extended during the when I was grieving for another four years. I stopped socializing, I stopped interacting with people because I don't know what they will tell about what about me. I, I, I was afraid to be judged. I was afraid that they'll reject me. I was afraid that I was a failure as a mom and as a wife. So, but then before I used to go work out, I stopped everything. But it was the time when my son just asked me about something if she would go to college. So I was so depressed. I didn't see any value in living anymore. And that was my pain that I had to go through. <sighs> would you like me to continue in terms of so how? It is a riveting stories that you have here. We all are with you, reliving all the events that happened. Thank you for sharing your story with so much precision, so much detail, so much essential elements, so much emotion. I really recognize you for everything. So my question for you is, what so you just started to say and then your son asked you if he yes. would go to college is that your turning moment your shift moment or is there another one something Actually, that just turn your life around yes because i was not thinking about my my children anymore i was just thinking about myself really depressed living in misery, living in self-pity. And uh, when he asked me if he would be going to college because he just graduated from high school, that was the time that I realized that I still have a responsibility for my son. It was like a slap on my face when he asked me, Cynthia, wake up, wake up. So I, when, um, when I have experienced my struggles, which led me to my rock bottom, I asked myself, what will happen to me if I stay there? And here comes my son asking me if he could go to college. What will be my life 
be if I if I'll be there in my dark bubble? Will I be living my life to the fullest? Heck no. It was during that time when I had to make a decision whether to choose light or stay in darkness. So what I did, I worked on my four domains, the four domains of my life. And what are these four domains? The health and well-being. I started working out. I started eating nutritious food because I gained so much weight. And I in my Zumba, I started going to Zumba class. And I get that positive energy from the class, from the teacher, from the instructor. And that positive energy was transmitted to me and I was able to transmit it to others. So I was, and because of that, I got, I had a deeper and meaningful relationship with my children. That was the second domain, which is my relationships. I had uh, a more, uh, I mean, I developed a better relationship with my mom, with my siblings, because I never shared my story with them. That's why they felt bad. How come you're not telling this or sharing your problems? Because I told them, I, it is my problem and I don't want to bother you. And I will try myself to solve it, us as a family. So that was their their pains also. Their their they were telling me that they I never shared with them, and then it helped me build now better connections when I started building deeper and meaningful relationship with other people, and this led to my my focusing on my vocation, my purpose in life. And that was the time when I was really trying my best to get promoted to the analyst position at the bank because it's so hard to break the glass ceiling. I've been a program assistant for several years and I've been trying for seven years applying for that position. And it, I was not fortunate enough to be moved to that. But you know what? During that time, it was suddenly the... HR department offered a GE readiness program. That's the GE is the level of the analyst. Before that, while I was applying, I kept on volunteering, shadowing other uh, uh, professional staff or specialists so that I can do the analytics because that's the requirement to become an analyst. So data analysis and so on. So I, I would ask them, would you like me to do your work for you you just submit it to the manager or to the director. So that's how I, I, I developed my skill set. And, uh, and so happened that HR had a program, the GE readiness program. You can apply. Assistants could apply from GCGD to apply for a GE. Uh, out of 850 plus who applied, 25 were declared GE ready. When you're, it's not an assurance that you will be promoted. You still have to go through the process of being, uh, I mean, to apply positions uh, in the, at the bank whenever there's a job opening. And, but suddenly one afternoon, I received a call from an HR admin asking me if I would be available for an interview. And I, I gladly accepted it because I've been applying 
But when I told her, I can't seem to remember applying for this position. And then she said, we did not post this job because we just got six candidates from the 25. And I got the position. So this is the start of manifestation. When I heard my son asking if I if he could go to college, that was the time I started creating that dream. So I worked on the purpose and then later on the time and money freedom. So when when I that was the time that um, when I got promoted, it was suddenly a big increase, which let me save for my for my son's tuition. And another manifestation which came in, where in someone advised me, why won't you downsize? It was hard for me to let go my our townhouse because we stayed there for uh, tw- I, 23 years. And we have created a lot of memories. But I told myself, I need to be practical so that my son could go to college. So I sold that house and then moved to a one-bedroom uh, condo. It saved me 50% of my monthly mortgage. And then another one, someone told me, why won't you advise me? Why won't you apply for grants and scholarships? I didn't know about all those resources because uh, I'm working for an international organization. No, I'm not eligible for those benefits. But I'm glad that my son was a U.S. citizen during that time. So we only paid 11000 out instead of 50000 for the first year. And imagine the second year and third year were 60000 each. Imagine a single earner, a single parent, where will I get that money? But everything just came in. Why? Because I believed. I believe that the dream that I will create is the dream of my son. And it will create a ripple effect. And I want them to live and appreciate life, not the life I've gone through, we've gone through, because they deserve to have a life, the life they want to live. So that was it. We were able to, again, the fourth domain, the time and money freedom. I had more time now with my my children, meaningful, uh, my, my mom, my siblings, we even celebrated her, his, I mean, his graduation, his success when we went to Barcelona. So that, those are the things which gave me so much, so much, um, light despite the darkness I've gone through. So when I chose that light, I have to be ready also to take that uncomfortable action to make that change. Despite the worries, the doubts, that which I have been nurturing in my thoughts, that was the time that I can say that I've become a light warrior. A and light. that is absolutely amazing because by becoming a light warrior, you have, you have dared to dream, to rise. And you have created your Dream to Wise LLC company to encompass mm. that wonderful winner, winning energy, but in a way that is 
positive and impactful for everyone around you because you are the epitome of the, 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 the family person, selflessly giving to others, selflessly wanting to, to make everybody happy around you, your husband, your, uh, your children, your parents, your siblings, everybody around you. You are giving so much from yourself. And now what you're doing is to help women and some good men too, of course, to mm -hmm. help women to rise above their own fears because you know exactly how it feels like and how unconstructive it is mm -hmm. to stay yes. in your own fear and to, and to keep yourself small by fear of being judged or, or, or talked about in a way that you do not want. Yes. And I, I did, I was not able, I didn't, it was only late when I discovered that when I manifested my dream, I was already creating a ripple effect because my daughter, my son is now educating. Well, he worked for two, three Michelin star restaurants, traveled to Tulum, Mexico and Australia to gain experience. But when COVID hit us, I asked him to come back and became a farmer. And I, I, I was just so touched when I asked him, how do you feel becoming a farmer? Because it cut so much from your paycheck. And then he had this positive attitude of telling me, well, this is another exposure for me to learn because I took up applied food studies. Now educating children, the basic farming and local uh, and the food system and teaching moms how to prepare dishes based from the harvested local produce. And now he got promoted and uh, he is now trying to connect the community and the farm so that both would benefit each other. And my daughter, who is a project manager in one of the government contracting fair, uh, continues to be a volunteer firefighter at Dale City, which is very far. Well, she used to live within my area, but now she moved there so that she'll be close to the station. And why did he, why did she choose to become a volunteer firefighter? Because she, it was the volunteer firefighter who helped her dad while, when he collapsed along Prince William uh, Parkway. And he, she is now trying to give back the, the, the service they gave to, to her dad, now trying to save lives. So the ripple effect that which I have created, I shared this because if I did go out of my comfort zone to overcome this fear, these opportunities would have not come. That's why the, it, it's, it is also from this experience that which I have discovered my why, which led me to become a coach. Yes, just like what you shared to help inspire people into realizing that they have the power to manifest their dreams and live the kind of life they love. Isn't that yeah. beautiful? <laughs> Coach Cynthia, I absolutely salute you and thank you, not only for the stories, but also for bringing so much knowledge, so much skills, 
in people's lives so that they can reach the level of their dreams. They can reach the happiness, harmony that they dream of. So that that can become a reality. And thank you for that. It's so important. It's timeless. It's timeless. Mm. And it's real for everybody when we understand the strengths that we have to change our situations, to change the way we think, to change the way we feel. That allows us to manifest the most amazing thing that we could only dream of if we would not know that it is actually possible, doable. We mm -hmm. just have to change our minds yeah. and understand and forgive and let yeah. go of everything that is holding us back. It's a lot of work. This inner work is the most important work we can do. Mm -hmm. The most important someone, one. Someone asked me, if you're given the chance, uh, uh, do you believe in forgiving and forgetting? Because most of the time we always uh, hear people say, forgive and forget. I, all, I, I told this person that, yes, I have forgiven them. I, because forgiveness is about yourself, releasing yourself from pain, resentment, and anger, having peace, having this freedom. Forget, I will not forget what happened because that was the time when I learned my lesson. I used to be very submissive. Now I have learned to express myself more, not express it in a, in a, in a more assertive way, not aggressive, but at least I am free to express my views now. And I, that's, that gave me so much confidence as well. So it is, it was because of the past experiences which I have experienced that I can say that, hey, I am now, I've become the person I am right now. And I'm sure it's the better version, my better version. Definitely, I'm sure of that too. And I'm so happy that you have been able to turn, turn your life around, take back your own power, understand the unlimited powers that we have within, and use it for good. Yes. And that's why I'm good. That's why now being a life coach, I'm committed to live my purpose to be a blessing to somebody. I'm that's now beautiful. committed to help others to become the better version of themselves. Mm -hmm. I'm now committed and passionate about teaching people that they have the true power within them to live the life they love. That's all. Absolutely gorgeous. So dreamtorise.info, that is your website. My journey into becoming, that is your book. Yes, yes. show it to us. Show it to Absolutely. Becoming. See, Gorgeous. this is my journey, the, the, the bridge that I have to take yes. from one side, from my pain to the light. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. That's uh -huh. truly amazing. And we are creating another book that you will be part of. So we are yes. very, very excited about that too. And yeah. Um, yeah, so you are available on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and by email. And basically, Cynthia Concordia, these are the two names that you want to put together. Instagram is in one word. Facebook, there is a dot in between. LinkedIn, it's, it's a little bit longer. And email, 
cconcordia2.gmail.com. Yes. So here are the ways. And Cynthia, I'm telling you in front of everyone, if you update and upgrade your way to be reached, please reach out to me. Let me know so that we can update your speaker page, your episode page, so that everybody can go to the description and click, simple click. All right? Thank you so much. Thank you Uh so, so much. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for spreading and sharing your light. Truly enlightening. And we really appreciate you in every way. Thank you so much also for giving me this opportunity to spread my word. I spread our message to the world. Definitely. Thank Thank you. you. Okay. Someone.